0: Welcome to Creative Biolabs, 100% of the effort, 100% of the service. As a dynamic contract research organization, we are based in New York and serve the whole world. Our seasoned scientists are skilled in antibody discovery, antibody engineering, and biomanufacturing solutions.
1: Good evening, dear friends. Thanks for joining us again. At the end of the last program... We said that SIRNA needs a suitable, safe and effective in vivo delivery system to play a good therapeutic role. Today, we will continue to educate us on SIRNA packaging. David, great to have you here with us.
0: Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. And let's continue our discussion. We already know from our last program that the delivery strategies of siRNA are mainly divided into physical strategies, covalent binding strategies, and viral and non-viral vector delivery strategies. Nanoparticles made from synthetic polymers have been developed for siRNA delivery. When using polymer nanoparticles for delivery, effective encapsulation and subsequent release of the RNA are essential. Why are polymer nanoparticles considered qualified carriers? A qualified carrier needs to both carry siRNAs and protect them from degradation. And polymer nanoparticles can achieve both functions.
1: What can you tell us about siRNAs encapsulating conventional cationic polymers?
0: Several traditional cationic polymers are used to encapsulate siRNAs, such as polyethylene imminent and poly lysine. Because they can condense negatively charged small interfering RNA into small particles by electrostatic interaction they have been widely studied in siRNA delivery. What are some of the advantages or disadvantages associated with them? These cationic polymers can bind to negatively charged mammalian cell membranes and promote the entry of related nucleic acids into cells. I think these can be counted as their advantages. However, the application of cationic segments in vivo is not popular due to the toxicity of materials, which is a major disadvantage. Any strategy to overcome this disadvantage? The main strategy has been focused on their modification, such as polyethylene glycol of polymers. Polyethylene glycol shielding can provide a barrier to reduce the nonspecific binding caused by positive charge. And cross-linked polyethylene imin with a reversible disulfide bond is another one. The nanoparticles are therefore prone to be degraded into small fragments, which are less toxic. Some researchers have reported simple amine modifications, such as acetylation of primary amine, And the introduction of negatively charged propionic acid, or succinic acid groups, into polyethylene imine polymer structure. The resulting siRNA delivery system maintained high efficiency in gene knockdown. In particular, succinylation of branched polyethylene imine resulted in up to tenfold lower polymer toxicity in comparison to unmodified polyethylene imine.
1: I found that some studies have used kettle branched polyethylene imine to reduce polymer toxicity. Have you heard about this experiment?
0: Yes. In that study, siRNA efficiently dissociated from the polyplexes, made of catalyzed polyethylene hydrolysis. In vitro studies further demonstrated that catalyzation enhanced the transfection efficiency of the polyplexes and reduced cellular toxicity.
1: Is there any other methods to improve the transfection efficiency of polymer and reduce its cytotoxicity?
0: People have been committed to the rational design and synthesis of novel polymers. Some of the new polymer systems have shown good results in delivering siRNA. Actually, a novel amphiphilic and cationic tri-block copolymer, consisting of monomethoxy polyethylene glycol, poly 3 and poly 2 ethylene phosphate, was designed and synthesized for siRNA delivery.
1: What are the benefits of nanoparticles made from this polymer?
0: They can load siRNAs through charge interaction. After the nanoparticles are formed, Without changing the spherical shape of the nanoparticles. This way, the siRNAs can effectively silence the expression of green fluorescent protein in certain cells, without obvious cytotoxicity. And of course, other methods are under development as well. For example, one team reported the development of a new polymer based on beta-propionamide cross-linked oligoethylene imin. Using transferrin as the target ligand, the complex can effectively regulate the expression of nucleoprotein, without obvious cytotoxicity. Other teams have recently developed a reducible polyamidoethylene imin, synthesized by the addition copolymerization of triethylene tetramine and cystamine bisacrylamide. Any results or good outcome yet? In the study of siRNA composite vector formed by new polymer and linear polyethylene imin, a large amount of siRNA dissociation and intracellular distribution were observed after 5 hours, but linear polyethylene imin preparation did not.
1: Is there any new design for packing siRNA?
0: Polybeta amino ester is another class of pH sensitive and biodegradable cationic polymers that may be utilized for intracellular pH dependent drug release. Polybeta amino ester was synthesized by Michael addition reaction of terminal amine and acrylate monomer. In an acidic microenvironment, studies found that polybeta amino ester dissolved rapidly and released its content. Polybeta amino ester nanoparticles have been used to deliver small molecule drugs, DNA, and small interfering RNA.
1: We know that liposomes also play an important role in the encapsulation and delivery of virus into cells. Can they also be used for siRNA delivery?
0: Good question. There is a similar strategy. Lipidoids is another new type of biomaterial for siRNA delivery. They are lipid like molecules containing tertiary amines and can be mixed to form small interfering RNA lipidoid complexes. Has the safety of lipidoids been tested? Only in animal studies the safety and efficacy of lipidoids, have been evaluated in rodents and non-human primates, indicating their potential for local and systemic RNA therapy.
1: Can non-cationic polymers be used to deliver small interfering RNA?
0: Absolutely. In order to avoid the toxicity associated with cationic polymers, non-cationic polymers were also explored for siRNA delivery. For example, some researchers have reported a nano preparation using biodegradable non-cationic polyazobutyl cyanoacrylate to form liposomes for small interfering RNA delivery. Such preparation can effectively deliver small interfering RNA to the target, effectively inhibiting tumor growth. Polylactic co-glycolic acid, as another example of non-cationic polymers, has been widely used in drug delivery, including siRNA delivery.
1: What are the advantages here?
0: Polylactic co-glycolic acid is biodegradable, biocompatible, and allow sustained release of SIRNA in the site of interest. Since polylactic co-glycolic acid has been approved by FDA for clinical use, they have the potential for rapid clinical translation.
1: Have researchers applied polylactic co-glycolic acid to SIRNA delivery?
0: Yes. One team has done that. Target gene silencing successfully inhibited tumor growth in a RAT model of hereditary renal cell carcinoma. Another team used polylactic co-glycolic acid nanoparticles to load large amounts of small interfering RNA. In their study, a single dose of siRNA nanoparticles injected into the female genital tract of mice resulted in effective and sustained gene silencing. The downregulation of gene expression was observed in the proximal and distal of the delivery site. Nanoparticles were found, penetrated into epithelial tissue.
1: How are siRNA and polymer bound in the process of encapsulation?
0: In nanopreparations, siRNA is physically embedded in the polymer matrix, through charge interaction with the polymer. Also, siRNA can be directly linked to the polymer chain for transmission. siRNA has been directly linked to small targeted ligands, including peptides, cholesterol, and aptamers.
1: And reversible cross-linkers have also been used to couple siRNA to small polymeric chains for delivery.
0: Right. It is a direct synthesis method pyridine disulfide terminal functionalized polyethylene glycol acrylate, was prepared by reversible addition fragmentation chain transfer polymerization for the coupling and delivery of siRNA. To improve the efficiency of siRNA delivery, this group coupled siRNA to pH-sensitive polymers.
1: Interesting to see all these new methods. And another one, recently, a company has developed a rational siRNA delivery method, they call it the dynamic polycoupling. Can you elaborate more on this?
0: Yeah I saw that as well. This company designed an amphiphilic polyvinyl ether, consisting of butyl vinyl ether, and amino vinyl ether as the backbone of the carrier. SiRNA is grafted onto the skeleton via reversible disulfide bonds, which prevent the substitution of SiRNA from the polymer in the process of reaching the target cell. Likewise, other functional components, including polyethylene glycol, targeting ligands, and endosomalytic components were also reversibly conjugated to the polymer backbone to form a delivery vehicle.
1: And was it effective?
0: From what they have published, it effectively knocked down two endogenous liver genes, apolipoprotein B, and peroxisome proliferator-activated receptor alpha.
1: That was it for today's program. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next time.
0: Welcome to Creative Biolabs. 100% of the effort one hundred percent of the service as a dynamic contract research organization we are based in new york and serve the whole world our seasoned scientists are skilled in antibody discovery antibody engineering and biomanufacturing solutions
1: good evening dear friends in the past few decades we have learned so much about the structure and function of dna everything about dna has been thoroughly analyzed And when we think of ribonucleic acid, or RNA, which seemed to be less important back then, so much still remains unclear, and it has become a topic of interest for researchers recently. The small interfering RNA, or more commonly known as the siRNAs, one of the members of the RNA group, takes an important share of the popularity in the field of life science if not the most. Its role in RNA interference technology is indispensable. Today we invite our researchers David, to our program to tell us what he knows about siRNAs. So to start today's program, David, can you educate us on the relationship between RNA interference technology and small interfering RNAs?
0: Thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. I must say that RNA interference is one of the most important discoveries in life science in recent years. It refers to the phenomenon that small double-stranded RNA can specifically degrade or inhibit the expression of homologous messenger RNA, inhibiting or shutting down the expression of specific genes. As long as we know the pathogenic gene of a certain disease, we can design small interfering RNA for the messenger RNA of the gene to inhibit or block the expression of the pathogenic gene, so as to achieve the purpose of disease treatment.
1: What disease treatment are we speaking of here? Is it just for genetic diseases?
0: In theory, almost all diseases can be treated by small interfering RNA, including cancer, infectious diseases, genetic diseases and so on. And it is for this reason that RNA interference has received widespread attention in the scientific community. Not only is it the most popular, but it is also the most promising field of new drug development in the future. Synthetic double-stranded small interfering RNA has been found to induce sequence-specific and post-transcriptional gene silencing through the RNA interference pathway.
1: It really sounds to be a very hopeful discovery. Aren't we all glad that the therapeutic potential of small interfering RNA is widely recognized? But if small interfering RNA is to be used as a new drug to treat diseases, how do we go
0: about it? It is. Synthetic small interfering RNA has become a potential drug candidate. We just need to deliver it to the target in a consistent and correct way.
1: But we already have natural small interfering RNA, don't we? What are the advantages of synthetic small interfering RNA over natural ones?
0: The synthetic ones can be chemically modified and produced on a large scale. In various disease indications, it was the use of synthetic small interfering RNA that initially established the therapeutic effect of siRNA in vivo. However, some scientists think that free small interfering RNA is not ideal in producing effective and predictable therapeutic effects. Why is that? In clinical trials, It was observed that most of the injected small interfering RNA was removed from circulation by liver and kidney clearance within a few minutes after intravenous injection. As a result, only a small proportion was left for target cells or tissues. To make things worse, this small fraction of small interfering RNA is also degraded by nonspecific nucleuses in the blood. How about their efficiency entering target cells? If the entrance is passive, then the efficiency is very low. But
1: we were talking about the intravenous injection. What about other routes of administration? Can they be given locally to achieve higher efficiency?
0: Local administration is desirable in some cases. It can avoid some limitations faced by intravenous administration. But in many cases, drugs are not easy to reach the target cells or tissues, or the scope of the disease is too large for local treatment. And to overcome these difficulties, it is necessary to develop efficient small interfering RNA delivery systems.
1: What are some ways, or is there any way to do that?
0: Yeah. Scientists have tried several ways. Early work on small interfering RNA delivery focused on viral delivery systems, such as those developed for gene delivery. Over millions of years, viruses have evolved complex replication mechanisms to deliver their gene loads to host cells. Many virus delivery systems have been explored for small interfering RNA delivery. The delivery efficiency of the viral delivery systems can be very high. However, they face serious challenges. For example, some gene therapy trials based on viral delivery systems have had side effects. In addition, the high cost of producing large viral stocks for clinical use, and the limited quantity of nucleic acids that can be packaged for treatment, also limit the application of viral delivery systems.
1: Is it possible to overcome these difficulties by modifying the virus carriers?
0: Although the virus transmission system is further designed to overcome these limitations, I believe it is better to develop non-virus alternatives, such as synthetic polymer nanoparticles. These have been developed to deliver various therapeutic drugs. Multifunctional polymeric nanoparticles for small interfering RNA delivery are one of them. They have recently become alternatives to viral vectors to deliver siRNA.
1: Can you elaborate on the role of nanoparticles in the delivery of
0: siRNA? Polymer nanoparticles need to encapsulate small interfering RNA and protect them from being removed or degraded. Ideally, they need to be functionalized with targeted ligands, which may improve the specificity and efficiency of delivery.
1: Can you tell us the general process of this transmission? What are some necessary steps?
0: Cationic polymers first need to encapsulate anionic siRNA by self-assembly. Then, the nanoparticle is coated with siRNA and target ligand. Next, the nanoparticles target cell surface receptors. After that, nanoparticles are ingested through receptor-mediated endocytosis. Finally, endosome disruption and small interfering RNA release in cells.
1: When an siRNA enters the cells via nanoparticle delivery, it just reaches the target gene.
0: Not yet. Because of its strong hydrophilic and negative charge, the release of siRNA cannot be spread spontaneously through the membrane, after nanoparticles enter the cell through ligand-mediated endocytosis. Instead, They may be trapped in the endocytosis or lysosomal compartment, and degraded by lysosomes. So to efficiently deliver siRNAs, nanoparticles should contain some mechanisms for them, to escape from the endosomal gap and enter the cytoplasm.
1: If siRNA cannot get into the cytoplasm, it cannot be functional,
0: can it? It cannot. Only when it enters the cytoplasm, can siRNA have biological activity, and effectively silence the gene. And its biological activity also needs to be activated. In order to meet the standard of effective delivery of small interfering RNAs, multiple functions may need to be integrated into a single nanoparticle.
1: As we are speaking of polymeric nanoparticles, I just suddenly feel that polymers are so important in this field.
0: You are absolutely correct. Polymers are attractive in the development of multifunctional nanoparticles, as they allow advanced synthesis and conjugation chemistry. In addition, by blending copolymers, the fine engineering of nanoparticles can be realized. But why is that polymer can uniquely accomplish this task? Polymers with hydrophobic and hydrophilic segments can self-assemble in an aqueous solution and spontaneously form stable particles on the nanoscale. For siRNA delivery, these polymer particles may include cationic segments so that siRNA can be effectively encapsulated into the particle core. Do polymer nanoparticles need adjuvants? Generally speaking, adjuvants are needed. They are usually used to keep nanoparticles stable. For example, polyethylene glycol is usually a hydrophilic blocking agent to stabilize nanoparticles and prevent an immune response.
1: Okay, so when is the surface functionalization of targeted ligands formed?
0: The surface functionalization of target ligands can be carried out before and after the formation of nanoparticles by conjugation chemistry. In addition to encapsulation, small interfering RNA can be directly coupled with polymers or polymer conjugates for subsequent delivery. Although polymer nanoparticles and polymer conjugates have different structures, they are designed and engineered to integrate the key functions of small interfering RNA into the cytoplasm.
1: I see. With much research are going on around gene delivery and therapy, especially DNA encapsulation and cytoplasmic delivery, do we know the difference between gene delivery and siRNA delivery?
0: Right. As we all know, small interfering rna and double-stranded dna have many common properties but there are significant differences in delivery for example in terms of stability dna is more stable than rna because it contains deoxynucleotides in contrast the hydroxyl group of small interfering rna is easy to degrade when it comes to molecular topology and complex size compared with a rigid rod of small interfering rna double-stranded dna is compressible so that its complex size is smaller in addition Double-stranded DNA tends to be activated in the host nucleus, while small interfering RNA is activated in the cytoplasm. Furthermore, the duration of their treatment effect is also different. Double-stranded DNA can be transient, long-term or permanent transgene expression, while small interfering RNA therapy usually lasts for three to seven days.
1: And with all these differences, does it mean that the delivery mechanism of one cannot be applied to the other?
0: Pretty much. Because of these differences, the knowledge gained from gene delivery research is not always directly applied to small interfering RNA delivery, without verification by various experiments.
1: Do the topological structure and the size of the complex between double-stranded DNA and small interfering RNA determine the differences in their delivery process and effects?
0: Exactly. The difference of molecular structure between the two not only affects the interaction between double-stranded DNA and carrier, but also leads to the potency change of specific transfection vector.
1: Can you share with us an example?
0: Let's say, double-stranded DNA is a larger molecule, but can condense into nanoscale particles. Although the molecular size of siRNA is much smaller, it behaves like a stiff rod. There is a hypothesis, that the molecular weight of small interfering RNA is too low to interact with polymer effectively. Therefore, they tend to form disordered and loose complexes with polymers, resulting in less stable particle formulations, and reduced delivery efficiency.
1: Is there any strategy to improve the efficiency of
0: siRNA delivery? Some researchers show that, by adding short complementary overhangs, small interfering RNA molecules, showed stronger binding and formed a large genotype structure. This structure has stronger stability, improved the protection of ribonucleus, and better gene silencing. Similarly, other researchers also found that, double-stranded DNA can promote the encapsulation of small interfering RNA. They integrate high-molecular-weight carrier DNA into nanoparticles. Compared with the formula without carrier DNA, the particle size of the formula with carrier DNA is reduced by 10-30%, to 30%, and the delivery efficiency is increased by 20-80%. to
1: 80%. As mentioned above, we can say that packaging, specific targeting and intracellular release of small interfering RNA, are essential requirements for designing nanoparticles for small interfering RNA delivery.
0: Yes, that's right. Nanoparticles made of synthetic polymers have been developed for siRNA delivery. These nanoparticles need to encapsulate siRNA efficiently, actively target and release siRNA in cells to make sure a successful delivery.
1: With that, we are concluding today's program. We have talked about small interfering RNA or siRNA today. It is a specific and efficient method to inhibit gene expression. At present, RNAi technology has been used in tumor, cancer, diabetes and gene detection. However, siRNA can be easily and rapidly hydrolyzed by nuclease in vivo, which has weak transmembrane transportability, short half-life and low gene silencing efficiency in vivo. Therefore, CERNA needs a suitable, safe and effective in vivo delivery system to play a good therapeutic role. At present, the delivery strategies of SIRNA are mainly divided into physical strategies, covalent binding strategies and viral and non-viral vector delivery strategies. Thank you, David, for sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you everyone for listening. We will continue our discussion next time. See you then.